Welcome to Dad's Drive Home, a podcast designed to encourage and equip you to live faithfully as a dad, because your calling is high, your time is short, and your family is priceless. Hey friends, welcome to Dad's Drive Home. Shane here. This episode is a continuation of the story of our adoptions here in the Roethlisberger family. So if you missed the episode from earlier this week called Adoption Journey Part 1, you might want to go back and listen to that one to place this episode in context. As always, thanks for listening. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 18 shares the heart of God saying, He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. And James 1.27 in the New Testament shares the responsibility of man, saying, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So, our agency matched us with two little orphans whose fathers were killed in the war and whose mothers died two days apart from each other out in the bush where they had escaped to after rebels had burned their village. They were left with their extremely old and frail grandmother, and the children were dying of malnutrition. So the grandmother actually, in desperation, sought out the village chief to get poison to give to the children because she couldn't bear to watch them starve and suffer any longer. And the chief encouraged her to take them to a small medical clinic in the village of Sabute, where perhaps they could receive care. Once they arrived at the clinic, a small orphanage outside of the village, which was started by a man in Marshalltown, Iowa, just 30 miles from where we live here in central Iowa, was notified of the two children and the orphanage brought them in and began nursing them back to health. So our first step to be formally matched was to go on a bonding trip where we would meet the children for the first time. So we immediately purchased plane tickets to this country that we'd never heard of, the Central African Republic, a country devastated by prolonged civil war, which left 600,000 people displaced and tens of thousands of orphans who have experienced horrific atrocities. And three weeks later, we were scheduled to fly out of the U.S. to CAR. Now, the morning that we were supposed to leave, we were greeted with news headlines that read, Delta Airlines warns of chaos after power outage, worldwide system failure. That was August 8, 2016, and tens of thousands of Delta passengers around the world were grounded after a power outage at its Atlanta headquarters caused a computer failure. Well, this included us. There was just one major problem that this presented for us. Due to the instability of CAR, the Central African Republic, at the time, there was really only one reputable flight that traveled into the capital city, and it occurred twice a week, once on a Tuesday and once on a Friday. Our flight out of the States was delayed four hours, so we knew we were going to miss our connecting flight in Paris, where we only had a two-hour layover, which meant the soonest that we could get into CAR was Friday. So immediately, our nine-day bonding trip was cut down to four. Anyway, we knew this was a necessary requirement to move the adoption process along and be formally matched, so we just needed to get there and meet the children. 
We eventually got to CAR. We stayed a night in the capital city and then began the three to four hour drive to the orphanage. During this drive, the trip went from comically nightmarish to terrifyingly nightmarish when the road that we had been traveling on for about four hours to go meet our kiddos got hijacked by 30 armed rebel fighters. We received word that they were occupying a bridge about a mile from where we were and that we weren't going to be able to travel any further. We only had about 20 miles to get to the village where our kids were. So long story short, we drove all the way back to the capital, certain that we weren't going to be able to meet our kids and questioning what in the world were we doing in the country that the Canadian Travel Ministry had literally deemed the most dangerous country on earth. Fortunately, that night we received word that UN troops had come through and arrested some of the men, and the rest escaped to the jungle, and the road was open again. We would make attempt number two the next morning, and on edge the entire time and praying unceasingly, we made it to the village. And that's where we'll pick up the story next. Thanks for joining us on Dad's Drive Home. Have a great day, friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dad's Drive Home. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas for how we can serve you better, please reach out to us at dadsdrivehome.com.